Welcome to another installment of It's About Time, DC Sports Podcast. I am Nate. I'm Josh. We are back together again in the new year. Thank you for listening. Um, got a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about at the end our weight loss competition. We're going to try to hash out the details live on the podcast. Uh, Josh and I both weighed in this morning. We were both embarrassed to share the weights. Maybe we'll share them on the podcast. I'm not really sure yet how I feel about it. Uh, but we both did get a good workout in today. Uh, Josh, I think, is going to order himself a large pizza. Uh, he might be doing it as we speak as he looks at his computer. <laughs> oh, no, no. I've got uh, 20 wings, Cinnabon minis, and garlic stuffed cheese breadsticks. And I did offer to pay for it. I think it's a shade under 5,000 calories. <laughs> I did offer to pay for it so that I can win our bet. But I think we're going to do it three months, not two. I think Sure. That, yeah. I, I like three months. It gives us more time to... To lollygag. I'm just going to live life today, man. Do it, man. Live it one day at a time. Yeah. Uh, we will remind you guys that we are affiliated with the DMV Sports Network.com. That's DMV Sports Network.com. They are a local up and coming DC sports website covering all things DC sports. Uh, they have some great podcasts, including our own. Uh, if you go on their website or go and follow them on Twitter at DMV underscore SN, they created a pretty cool logo for us. I think Josh really liked it. Um, we're going to stick with our current logo, but also that logo uh, through DMV Sports Network. So give them a follow at DMV underscore SN. Follow us on Twitter. It's about time, DC1. That's ITS about time, DC1. All right, Josh, welcome back to the podcast, man. I uh, I missed you. No? <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. You're just thinking about 20 wings and a Cinnabon. That Cinnabon sounds... No, no, it's little mini Cinnabons, so it's... Probably like 10. It sounds amazing. Well, yeah. Of course. Carb loading. Carb loading. boy. We're going to lead off today. Uh, we're going to kind of do a little bit different. We're just going to pick a few random topics that we wanted to talk about. I have a segment that I want to do. It's called um, Josh's Gut Reaction. I've pulled a couple of articles, just a few transcripts from those. Hopefully, Josh has not read the articles, and he'll give his gut reaction. We're probably pretty safe. I don't read. That's <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we'll talk about them. These all have a DC Sports twist for the most part. But uh, the first thing I want to talk about, it came out tonight. Kyler Murray has declared for the NFL draft, the Heisman Trophy winner. Apparently the Oakland A's were not successful in wooing him to stay in baseball. Where are you going to make more money? Football, clearly. Like astronomically more money. Well, right now. In theory, yes. Yes, right now. Right now. As a first-round pick, if he if he was there, he's projected to be a first-round pick. He'll make he'll make what he'll get like a thirty million dollar contract probably if he's in the top fifteen. Right, as opposed to making four or five hundred thousand dollars a year as a rookie. Right. The only option that the A's had, from what I read, was to actually give him a major league contract, put him on the forty-man roster. Can't do that. You can't do that. Uh, he would still go to the minors, but they would only have four options on him. So if they called him up, you know, they'd only have four options. And the number that I was hearing on top of the four point whatever, six million that they already gave him, was another ten to fifteen million. You just can't do that in baseball. It's a tough, tough thing to do. A lot of baseball prospects don't work out. No. You know. We were talking about this at work today. Like, what is the least important number one pick in all across all sports? It's baseball. Yeah, definitely. They make the least impact right away. They have the least chance of success, too. I that, too. Yeah. I was talking to uh, uh, the, my buddy while we were working out today, and you look at 
Steven Strasburg, you know, if you want to keep a local twist to it, drafted in June of 2000. He was drafted in June of 2009, mm-hmm. right? And he didn't see majors until a year later. He spent six or seven months in the minors, and that's fast. Spent six or seven months in the minors. Bryce Harper spent a year and a half in the minors because he was drafted in June of 2010, made his debut. No, no, no. He spent almost two years in the minors because he didn't make his debut until May of 2012 or April, the end of April 2012. Uh, So, yeah, Kyler Murray, he wants to play now. Apparently his passion is with football. Uh, I've got a bit of a different feel for it. I I think it's a dumb move by him. I think his career would be longer in Major League Baseball and you don't run the risk of head injury like you do in football. That's my opinion. If I were him, if I was counseling him, I would have told him to stick to baseball. Yeah, definitely. I would have told him to leverage his what, what he has right now, get more money from the A's. It'll probably expedite getting him to, to Major League Baseball. But I would have, uh, if I were him, I would have stuck with baseball. And he still might because he could theoretically get drafted in the NFL and then just not go. But I don't think he would do that. Uh, he could also declare now, keep his options open, and then withdraw consideration before the draft in April. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he he's not locking himself into anything. No, he's extending his leverage. So he can continue to negotiate with Oakland if he wants to. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. So my next question is, because you were really – you texted me over the weekend. You said uh, – What's with everybody knocking short quarterbacks? My only answer for you that I had was that they can't see over the line of scrimmage. Sometimes people fear they can't see the whole field. They're also their bodies are smaller, so they can't take as much of a pounding as a six foot five, like a Cam Newton. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is not built like Cam Newton, but he's a bigger guy. Um, but I, Drew Brees, one of the best quarterbacks of the last probably half century. <laughs> And he's, you know, not that big. Certainly not that tall. I think he's, what, 5'10", 5'11"? Yeah. So if you're the Redskins and he's available in the top half of the first round, do you get him? Do you take him? You need a quarterback. Oh, that's tough. First round pick. I don't know. Why not? What do you have to lose? A first round pick. Good point. We've been doing really well with first round picks. That's the one. They've been thing. doing really good in the draft. That's one thing you have board. been doing. Yes, they have. Uh, they have built, uh, especially on the defensive side of the football, defensive line. Uh, you know, their 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 corners that they have drafted have been pretty good. Uh, the receiver Josh Doxson, not so much. It's garbage. He is. Uh, you're talking about the Redskins. You look at the quarterbacks that they're going to have available to them next year. The top two quarterbacks that are free agents are Joe Flacco and Nick. I think Nick Foles will be a free agent as well. I don't think – honestly, I would just roll with Josh, Josh Johnson and draft a quarterback. Why not just go all in on the suck for one year? Tank? Yeah. Why not tank for two years for the kid from uh, Clemson? Sure. With Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My point was going to be they can't – I don't think – because they have $20.5 million locked up in Alex Smith – they can't afford a quarterback. No, they can't. And I wasn't – I didn't hate Josh Johnson. He played better. He did. I wouldn't mind – especially if they're going to draft a guy like Kyler Murray who's mobile. I think he could learn from Josh Johnson. You let Josh Johnson take a bit of the pounding early in the season, and if Murray shows that he's ready to go. 
I, I'm not 100% sold on the fact that Murray will be available. Uh, you don't think so? I don't. The Redskins are, what, in the middle of the first round, right? They're like 13th, somewhere around there, 14th? Yeah, yes. I don't, he's the Heisman Trophy winner. And the, who's the who's who's going to go ahead of him in quarterback? The kid from Ohio State will go first. Well, we'll be the first quarterback off the board. I, I don't think. Uh, maybe. Dwayne Haskins? Yeah. You've got him. You've got Greer. You've got uh, the quarterback from Kentucky. You have the guy from North Dakota State. You have- Do you think people shy away from Kyler Murray because he still might go play baseball? Nah. I think if he makes it no, to the I NFL think that draft. If you, if you show him the money, he's going to – once he sees the – I think once he sees the money, he stays with yeah, football. That's true. That actually moves me to the next question I had about the Redskins, which was – my next question about the Redskins was um, – do you think that they've turned into a destination where free agents and coaches are going to avoid? I think that's a stupid question. Well, explain to me why it's a stupid question. Because of course it is. Okay. Why, why would anyone want to work for Dan Snyder? I agree with you. I, I think because they wanted to get... First, they wanted Todd Bowles, which is funny. They're interviewing or attempting to interview defensive coordinator candidates while Greg Minuski is still under contract. If there's, a, if there's a, That's the most Dan Snyder thing, Bruce Allen thing in the world, right? So Greg Minuski still under contract, still technically your defensive coordinator. They tried to get Todd Bowles, and he said, no, thank you. They tried to get Steve Wilkes, and he went to Cleveland instead to go be the defensive coordinator for Freddie Kitchens. I mean, I think one thing playing against them is that, and John Kime tweeted this today, Jay Gruden is a... It's possible that this is his last year. So the job stability for a defensive coordinator is not what it would be going to a new coaching staff. Whereas you believe that Freddie Kitchens is going to have at least two, maybe three years to develop his system. Same with Bruce Arians down in Tampa, which is where um, Todd Bowles went. But I said this on the podcast last week by myself. I, I even think free agents are going to avoid coming here. Who would come here in their right mind? Unless they're trying to get paid the last contract... You know, kind of like in the early 2000s, the Archuleta deals. You mean like Deshaun Jackson? You think he's coming back? That's my money. As he comes back. Is he a free agent? No. They think they're going to cut him, though. Yeah, he's demanded. I think he's pretty much demanded. To be released? Yeah. Well, that'll be nice if, what, a 35-year-old Deshaun Jackson, whatever old he is. Sure, why not? I mean, he's better than anything they have. Here's what I don't understand. Why don't... And I know why they didn't do it this year, because you really had no help. You didn't have two running backs that were really healthy. But why don't we see more two-back sets? More two tight end, two-back sets with one receiver? Who gives a shit? You have no receivers. You might as well put Chris Thompson and Adrian Peterson in the backfield and cause chaos. Nobody runs that anymore. No, I would like that idea a lot, especially with a mobile quarterback like Josh Johnson. Right. Play action, rollouts. I mean, just do some. I think they just need to, he needs to start thinking outside the box. Oh, they need to get super creative. If they're going to do anything... I think they're going to be the worst team in football next year. But they need, they need to get super creative on offense to do anything because they just don't have the talent at the skill position players. Yeah, and I, I'm not – like, this isn't me being disappointed or my expectations not being met. They just are in – it's in a really bad situation. This is worse than the ta- the salary cap hit in 2012 and 13. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just it's, – it's, cra- it's just bad luck. It's what this franchise – what happens absolutely I think this franchise is actually in a worse place than when they fired Vinny Serrato 
the end of the Jim Zorn era. I think that this is worse than that. I mean, oh, you have cringe. I know. I know you're probably right. I, it's, I mean, they have the building blocks on defense, the front line. I even like what they're doing at the linebacker position. But that's really – and their offensive line is good, but they are injury prone. And they're old. Some getting old. Getting old. Trent Williams, I mean, the number of effective years that he has left is in the single – I mean, low, low single digits. I'm just like – They're all – no, but I'm talking about like brain hurt. Maybe, maybe like two years of being, a, being one of the best left tackles in football when he plays. Love Trent. He's uh, an all-time Redskin in my opinion, but uh, – yeah, I think they're going to be the worst team in football. And another question that was posed uh, last week is Antonio Brown. Do you give up a draft pick for him? No. You don't have anybody to throw him the football. I think that's part of the problem. Yeah, it's a waste of him. And also, I, like, you don't need that on your team. Do you think Rooney would banish him to Washington even even though... That would be hilarious. I know. That is a, I, him coming out and saying there's no way he's coming back next year. I, he would definitely be petty enough to banish him to Washington. I mean, that would be would not that wouldn't be the biggest fuck you to Antonio Brown. Right, but hey, guess do you what? want to give up your first round pick that could potentially be the number one pick next year? <laughs> you can't. I'd no, like, you have right. to give up the pick this year because it's a middle of the first round. Yeah, no, I think I don't think that's worth it because you're not. He's he needs to. It'd be like signing Le'Veon Bell, right? Like that's going to put you over the top. Not, not. Not go from one win to four. No, that's a good point. And I worry about Le'Veon Bell. I mean, not to go on a tangent about that, but you look at players that haven't played in a long time. Look at, um, oh, my God, Des Bryant. His, like, what, first or second practice, he blows out his Achilles. Yeah. I mean, these guys need to continue to be playing. I mean, I, not to say that that'll happen to Le'Veon, but it's a long layoff. I mean, it'll by the time he plays, it'll have been more than a year and a half since he'd been on a football field. I think that's a big deal. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I agree. I think the Antonio Brown thing, it, I don't think the Roonies would banish him to purgatory in Washington. I don't think they'd do it. And I think if he got traded here, he'd demand to be traded somewhere else. Right. Why well, deal with it? I agree. Um, but to get get back to Kyler Murray, and this is kind of what, something that I was thinking about, like, I, I'm beginning to think, and obviously this is very, it, it's hard for this not to be very... Uh, one-sided. I think baseball, I think multi, one, multi-sport athletes are going to be your best athletes. I think this playing a single sport is stupid, but I could get on a whole tangent about that. Sure. Um, you just look, the kids that played baseball are just able to make more throws. Like, and then the reason that made me really think about this was watching Pat Mahomes. Like, sidearm, they're just used to not throwing the ball with their feet set as a quarterback's taught. And maybe it's just the athleticism, but like, I think that's what excites me about Kyler Murray. Like that ability to like kind of create. And here's the best part. He would know how to slide. He would. And probably avoid contact. <laughs> Did you see that throw that Mahomes made where he basically threw it around the defender? He was in the air. It was like the matrix. Yeah. Like he threw a curveball around. That was a beautiful pass. I agree. That I didn't even think of it from that perspective, but I like that a lot. I I, I think the tangent that you would have gone off on is I, I think it's a disservice to young kids when when they're playing three seasons of baseball. I think it's good that you diversify and play multiple sports. So that certainly would be something to me that would be intriguing about Kyler Murray. I would like the Redskins to give him a shot. Uh, I just he's a Heisman Trophy winner. 
I think that his stock is going to continue to rise, and I think that he'll eventually go in the top, probably the top 10. And then the question is, would you trade up if it cost you like a second to go get him? No. I don't think he can do that. I, I think Unless you're absolutely certain. Like, you can't miss right. on that. I mean, the Redskins need to stockpile draft picks. They need to just load their team with young talent and hope that they get lucky on a few and really find some guys that are game changers. I think that separated them this year from every other team, especially every other team in the NFC East. They have no game breakers. They have no game changers on either side of the football. They lack team speed. I mean, you look at their receivers. They're, Paul Richardson was the fastest receiver they had, but beyond that, they just have no – they don't have – I mean, not many people do, but they don't have a Tyreek Hill. You know what I'm saying? They don't have a player. They don't have an Ezekiel Elliott. Maybe Darius Geis can be that. Hopefully. We'll see. You but they know. lack talent. It, it, they lack, uh, I guess, explosive talent, and that's something they certainly need. Last thing about the Redskins, this is actually a question that was posed on Twitter to us. We had a question posed to us. Dan Steinberg is writing an article or attempting to write an article about Redskin fans who have – uh, essentially left and they've adopted a new team and that it's happening more and more and that the fan base is as close to dead as it's ever been. Um, it's really impressive. He deserves a medal for that. He has done something that is very hard to do, which is in actually it's impossible to do in the NFL because the Browns never did it. They left town, came back. They still had a fan base. They were terrible for 20 years, still had a fan base. The Redskins, their fan base is is significantly smaller than it was 20 years ago. And that is mind-boggling to me. Now, I personally, and I think you probably, I don't know if you feel the same way. I'm not capable of abandoning the Redskins and picking another team. I could abandon the Redskins and just not follow football. But I don't think I'm capable of picking it. I'm just, it's not in my DNA. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. It's just, I'll continue to watch them and I guess root for them, but it, it doesn't really affect me. But that last game, we haven't talked about it, at least on a podcast, that last game where Philadelphia took over the stadium, I wasn't surprised by it. I expected it. I would have been disappointed if that didn't happen. But it was still on TV. was very, very stark. Yeah, I don't... It's hard to put into words. I just don't understand. Sorry. It's just... No, no, no. What? Wouldn't you be embarrassed? If you own that team and you saw that, I mean, that's his team. Very few owners get to own the team that they grew up watching. So he's invested. I've never questioned his wanting to win. It's obviously the how he goes about it. But, like, as a fan, like, man, that would break my heart. It would break your heart because you're not a narcissist. Uh, yeah, I mean, I might be a little bit. <laughs> but you're not, I don't think you're as big of a narcissist as well, Dan also, Snyder is. I, have, I mean, I also haven't run every business I've owned into the ground. That's true. Is Six Flags still open? Somewhere. Like in the middle of Pennsylvania, I think there's one. But Johnny Rockets is closing everywhere. That's right. That dude is terrible. He's a terrible. He got lucky with one business. I mean, it only takes once, right? That's right. And it was during the dot-com bubble, and he made a ton of money. Anyway. But he's so out of touch that he... Everywhere, Bruce Allen is like, fire Bruce Allen, fire Bruce Allen. He's so out of touch that he goes, of course, Bruce Allen. Not only is he staying, he's getting a promotion. We're expanding his role with the team. He is so tone deaf to what the fan base thinks of him, thinks of the team. I mean, he can't be. 
Uh, you don't think he is? Or do you just don't think he gives a shit? He probably doesn't give it. He's making so much money, even though they locally might not be making money. Their TV ratings are down. The stadium uh, ticket sales are down. But there's still his portion of the NFL pie in 2018 was like from the TV contract, I think was somewhere close to $300 million. So as unsuccessful as they've been, he's still making money. The team's worth more than $3 billion. It's gone four, fourfold. It's in, uh, increased in value since he bought the team. So a lot of factors are showing him that he's successful, except for the product of the field and what, what he's thought of locally. And he probably just ignores it. He stays in his bubble in Ashburn. I guess. I mean, I just... It's, really, it's just so strange. Yeah. It really just, does put me at a loss of words. It's like what... He, I mean, he's, he's captaining the fucking Titanic. And it's like, hey, man, there's a fucking iceberg ahead. And he's like, ah, it's he's not ar- that bad. He's already hit the iceberg. Eh, the ship's not sunk, though. That's true. It's sinking, though. It's, it's, it's taking on water. I mean, but it's, is it even capable of sinking? I think it is. I think if you lose this generation of football fans, eventually the the baby boomers who were around in the heyday are going to die out, and then who do you have? Well, you. I think it's a it's a perfect storm. It's all the, it's the transient nature of this area of everywhere now. You're losing like nobody cares. My dad like I think now that kid yeah just. Ugh. My dad doesn't give a shit anymore. He barely, no. He'll watch the game sometimes. Sometimes he won't. Sometimes he'll go to the store instead. And this is a guy who grew up going to every single home game. I don't give a shit. Sometimes I, look, I, don't, I don't have to be in front of my TV, and no. I certainly don't record it. And I don't even look at my – I'm like, ah, whatever. Come home and turn it on. I'm like, ah, cool. I mean, I watch it. For me, It's now feels like it's not a desire to watch it. It feels like it's more of an obligation. And it's not even because we do a podcast. It's just out of because it's something I've done my whole life. But it's – as my kids get older and they have activities during the the weekends, I'm not gonna. You can't roll on the Shabbos though. You cannot roll on Shomer Shabbos. Can't roll on the Shabbos. <laughs> is that Saturday? That's Saturday. Okay, so you call the footballs out for you. Shabbos, Josh, is the Jewish day of rest. So you don't get in the car, you don't start a car, you don't turn on an oven. You sure, sure as shit, shit don't roll. Don't fucking roll. <laughs> All right, let's move on from the Redskins. Uh, we're gonna have a lot to talk about as the draft comes up, but I, to be honest, I've been bored talking about the Redskins for the last like four or five weeks. Uh, they had a perfect storm of injuries, but also there's just nothing exciting about them except for the fact that they are an absolute shit show. <laughs> All right, so are we ready for our mailbag? You ready? Yep. I've got I've got something for you. Oh yeah, okay. Let's see it. I didn't know we were getting mail. Look at this. There's no mailbag. I just I just opened up my phone. <laughs> okay. I'm making it up. All right. All right, so top ten salaries in Major League Baseball. Okay. I want you to tell me Here we go. whether or not they are a top ten player. Okay. Some of them are super obvious. Like Giancarlo Stanton? He's at the top, though. Not in the top ten. He's not in the top ten? For next year. Oh, average. For, okay, AAV. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Clayton Kershaw, $35 million. <sighs> Is he a top ten? No. Mike Trout? Yes. Zach. Wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. what's Mike Trout's salary? 34. Is it really? Oh, yeah, it's backloaded. Yeah. It was very back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, he deserves it. He deserves more than that. Yeah, you could I mean, I'd write him a check for $50 million. Absolutely. Uh, Zach Greinke. No. <laughs> $34 million. Jake Arrieta. No. <laughs> $30 million. David Price. No. $30 million. 
Miguel Cabrera. No. Thirty million. Jonas Cespedes. No. Twenty nine million. It's Cespedes, by the way. I'm gonna call him whatever the fuck I want because <laughs> he's not playing. That's right. Jason Hayward. Wait a minute, real quick before we get to Jason Hayward. Do you know why Cespedes sometimes has to leave games? He hates water. I mean, it makes and sense. And he cramps up. Why does it make sense? Because, I don't know. Okay. Jason Hayward. I, you no. know what? I almost said something. I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> that I, was, I knew I what you were going to say. Instantly regret. Yep. Nope. Man, I'm glad. Move I don't on. know where that self-restraint came in. <laughs> Move on. Maybe it's because I was looking at my phone and I wasn't. I couldn't be that quick with it. <laughs> I Woo! think, I think you dodged a bullet there. I think your career flashed before your eyes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jason Hayward, no, twenty-eight million, absolutely not. Justin and Verlander, twenty-eight million. Bullet dodged by the Nats, by the way. Jason yeah. Hayward, who? Uh, Justin Verlander, twenty-eight million. He's no, but he's very, very good. He's in the top twenty. John Lester, no, twenty-seven point five. They're all pitchers for the most part. Pools, <laughs> no, twenty-seven million. Oh, this one's gotta hurt. Felix Hernandez. Oh, no. 26.8 million. That's actually pretty reasonable, though. Cause, well, because he signed his contract, what, like eight years ago? Yeah. He's coming to the tail end of that. Stanton, game. 25. Oh, so Stanton's 10th? Yeah. Votto, oh, that's right. 25. I forgot about that. Votto's. I think Votto's a top 10 player. Top he, 15, maybe. Yee Darvish? No. 25. Robinson Cano? No. 24 million. Mm. Odd name close at Nationals Hearts. Jordan Zimmerman. Twenty-two and a half million, right? Twenty-four. Oh, so it's escalating because he signed at five for one ten, yeah. so it must be escalating. Bullet dodged. That was a bullet dodge too. Ian Desmond was a bullet dodged. Bargain here. JD Martinez, twenty-three point seven five. Dude, yeah, guy's worth thirty plus, easy. Donaldson, twenty-three. That's a lot because he's injury prone, but he's his talent is there. Oh, it gets it gets so much better. Uh, this is last year, so Mauer, twenty-three million. <sighs> that was a vanity, or not a vanity. It was what? What have you done for us? Hanley Ramirez. 22.7. He got every bit of that, too. Cole Hamels, 22.5. Buster Posey, 22. Cole Hamels, 22.5, right? And they just signed, uh, the, the Nats just gave Corbin, what, 24? Yeah. I'll take Corbin over. Oh, Hamels. absolutely. Scherzer, 22.14. Ah, he's worth that. And Masahiro I, Tanaka, 22 million. Ian Desmond, 22 million. <sighs> That's your, top, that's your top 26. In your what top do we have, 26, like, you're the, four? How many former Nats? A lot. What do you have, like four people that you'd actually consider in the top 10? Yeah, Verlander's knocking on the door. Verlander's still one of the best pitchers in baseball. Yeah, Votto. Votto, so. definitely. But um, he's not even the best first baseman in baseball. Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt, definitely. Uh, Trout, definitely. I mean, I mean, Trout's in a different... Because that was the thing I was going to... Um, that was a question... To parlay off of that, that I was going to pose to you. And we've talked a little bit about this. Take Mike Trout out of the equation. Because right now the two top free agents on the market still are unsigned. Um, and it appears that no team is willing to give them the 10-plus years that they wanted. Going into the season, uh, I think it was Fangraphs, or it might have been The Ringer. You're talking about the $14 million, $400 million. Projected that Bryce would get 14 for 420 and that Manny would get 13 for 390 which is 30 million a year but gigantic contract. Well, that shows you how disconnected they are from the actual game of baseball. Right. So it's analytics have taken over. So the White Sox apparently have a deal on the table right now, Manny Machado, it's like 7 years, 8 years, 240. I'm sorry, 8 years, 250. Well, there's a debate whether or not they actually went to the 8th year. Oh, uh, okay. 
Bob Nightingale and a couple other people are reporting now that they didn't go to the eighth year, that they're only doing seven, because it was reported that they weren't going to do more than seven for anybody. I mean, it's good. It's Baseball is so unique because, like you said earlier, you're paid for what you've done, not for what you're going to do. Most contracts, yeah. Well, and old, I think that's contracts. finally stopped. Next collective, Next round of negotiations is going to be really interesting because they got to do something – I, I think they got to spend more on youth, and it'll start to even out everything out well, if they're really concerned about salaries. Well, the way it's going to balance out is the players' union is going to have to threaten a strike unless they reduce the number of years, years of service yeah. time from seven seasons to five or four. Four. I yeah. think it's got to be four because you are you are they're not taking get away their biggest earning potential for a lot of these players. Bryce and Manny are an aberration. They're twenty six, twenty five, twenty six. It's different. Like, yeah, Pujols they, didn't get a bite at the apple until he was, what, 31? 31, yeah. I, yeah. Max Scherzer I, I, didn't get a bite at the apple until he was 31. From a business standpoint, I love this. Because you know what? It's a big fuck you to these people. Oh, you mean to Bryson Manning? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I Scott mean, Boris is who it's a big fuck you to. Well, and he deserves it. Well, absolutely. Um, I don't... I think... I, th- I obviously am very biased, but I think Manny deserves more money. I think most people are coming around to that. Yeah. That he's just, more... I'm, just forget that I... It's so hard being right all the time about everything. You have been on that ball since... Well, since we started the podcast. I, I don't know. disagree with you. The best part about this podcast is I can go back and listen to how right I was about everything. Everything. Yeah. No, I, that I don't disagree. I might have disagreed with you. Actually, no, I don't think I ever disagreed with you on that point because Bryce... If you look at their numbers, Bryce is slightly better offensively, but Manny's defense at a premium position is so much better. Bryce is such a below average defender in the outfield what but wasn't always that's it's not that he's it's just it was so it's such a glaring well do you think he bounces back because once he gets his deal oh man i'll tell you what that would make me hate him even more i would have it oh i would have such a big problem with that well let me ask you this right if you're if you're a yankee fan and they have been that's all I've talked about the last two or three years. They're getting under the luxury tax right. because of the Bryce and Manny free agency. Maybe they're setting themselves up for Mike Trout. Maybe. But would you be upset that they didn't even, they're not really even trying at these guys? Well, they don't need them. No. And, and they have such a glut even in the infield now after it, getting Tulo and DJ LeMahieu. If, if I was the Phillies, I have the best. Man, come home. When is the World Series? That's what I, I wouldn't mess with. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't mess around this year. Because honestly, I think that <laughs> I don't even consider the Marlins a team in the NL East. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the Phillies right now are the fourth best team in the NL East. Behind the Mets. And uh, the Braves, obviously. And the Braves and, and the Mets. Mets. Yeah. Right. Um I think I think the NL East is gonna be uh, a slaughterhouse. I think it's gonna be tough. I don't think second that, best division in baseball. Yeah. I I don't even know. I'd actually say because the Rays and the Orioles are terrible. So if you're Rays go, aren't terrible, the Rays are a good baseball team. Rays won how many games last year? Eighty-five, and they're going to be better. Are they? I, you think there was an aberration? I mean, I, I think they just get out the best out of you know what's his name? What's his name? Kevin Cash. Be, is it Kevin Cash? He's yeah, a it's got to be manager. super easy to play in front of like five thousand people. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, AL East is is still the best division though. I mean, well, actually, I don't know. It's very top heavy. Yankees that's what I'm saying. Is the yeah. Orioles are that's so true. bad? I stand corrected. Um, well, I was thinking about uh, the NL West. 
Yeah. Dodgers. But that's just really Dodgers Rockies now because the Diamondbacks are selling off and the Giants are, you know, they're I think there's some team called the Padres out there too. Wow. Much like who have not signed a single free agent this year. Awesome. Good for them. Baltimore hasn't either. I think there are six or seven teams that haven't signed a free agent this year. I like it. Oh, Baltimore's full in on the tank train. Oh, They're going full, full not? Astros. Why not? I don't blame them. It's just it's like every they don't know can. how. You never know how the number one pick's going to play out. Do they take the catcher, or do they take Bobby Witt? Like it's it's between two people. Right. But do you take the shortstop with major league pedigree, or do you risk it on the catchers? Catchers are super risky. There's like Buster Posey's come along once every thirty years. Right, and then if you after Buster Posey and maybe JT Real Muto, you're talking about the next. Level down, Yasmani Grandal, garbage. Wilson Ramos, who's power hitter, but yeah. you know, the power hitter that hits twenty home runs a year, right? Because they catch, yeah. And they like, I mean, you caught, you didn't catch a hundred plus game. It's but it is exhausting, yeah. Especially when you have dickheads throwing you, hitting you in the. That's right, in the in the chest with yeah. a fifty eight footer. But uh, but my question to you, the question I was going to pose, sorry, outside of Mike Trout, is there any player in the major leagues outside of Mike Trout that's worth? A 10-year deal. Mookie Betts. Would you say he is? Lindor. Jose Ramirez. That's tough. Carlos Correa. Altuve. Altuve's locked up. Yeah. That's actually what I wanted to get to after that. But because his contract is what Rendon wants. But um, I would say no. And here's why. I know that these two free agents are unique because of their age. But here's the deal, especially let's just go with Bryce Harper. Manny, you expect, A, he's going to opt out. You're going to have to give him opt out. He's going to opt out, Manny. So you're, play, you're paying him for four years. Bryce, if he gives you four years at what he's done over the last four years, take his MVP season out, averages 30 home runs a year and hits 260, 270, he's not going to opt out. So you're locked in at whatever number you give him. He's going to commit suicide. <laughs> if he goes to Philly... They'll oh, turn on him so the fast. Thing. They'll they will murder him. That's the I thing. think I don't think that's why he wants to go there. I think he he has such an easy life here. I mean, everyone loves him. Oh, Bryce Harper. Well, these Nats people on Twitter, these people that are really What do you mean these people? They're really banging the drum about him wanting him to come back. And you and I, you've really brought me over to the side of I mean, not I mean you you've It's just hard me. being right all the time. No, I know. But their biggest thing is Jason Worth had to be talking to Bryce for the last seven years about how much Philly sucks. I'm like, Worth went back to Philly this past season to celebrate the 10-year anniversary of winning the World Series, and he got cheered. I don't think he's been doing that, and Bryce is going to go where the money is. But your point is that Philly dude will eat him alive. That dude's so vain. But also on that st- in that stadium at the short porch, he'll probably hit 40-plus homers a year. Maybe. But he'll strike out 150, 200 times. I, my point is, I don't think anybody, aside from Trout, even Mookie, maybe after another MVP season, Mookie would be. That's fair. But aside from Trout, I don't think any player in the, in the major leagues is worth ten years. No, and, and I think they, I don't I think understand. We, I think well, we talked about they're yeah. trending to shorter deals anyway. You, you get more. You can make more money with these shorter deals. Yeah. I just think that deep down, Bryce knows that maybe he's not as good as he thinks he is. And he's trying to get that. That's why he wants that 10-year deal. I think he just wants to surpass Stanton. I think he wants to have the richest contract in history, even though it'll only stand for a year. Because whatever Trout gets is going to dwarf what anybody gets this year. Yeah. I would. I mean, here. Here's the keys. 
Right. Do whatever you want. The best part is, I could see maybe Trout doesn't sign that mega deal because he wants to win. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't handcuff a team because he's actually intelligent. Well, that was the thing. I wanted to read you this tweet because you'll love this tweet. It was from Jason Stark. He said he talked with because the Nationals added guarantees this season have been close to two hundred million. Corbin's one hundred and forty. Sanchez is nineteen million. Suzuki ten million, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Rosenthal nine million. Jason Stark tweeted this: talked with a baseball official about the luxury tax mess the Nationals would find themselves in if they signed Harper. He said they'd be stuck in the ninety percent tax bracket pretty much forever. So ninety percent of their overage they'd have to pay as a tax. The learners are not going to do that. People don't seem to get it. The learners did not become super successful business people by making rash financial decisions. They're not going to do it. But if you're also a 93-year-old on your deathbed, you might go all in and not worry about it. Well, he's not on his deathbed, but I... I mean, you're not going to... And they're billionaires, too. It's not going to hurt them personally, financially. Plus, if you bring Bryce back, you get all that stupid marketing money. All these artards around here (laughs) buying Bryce stuff. Little Bryce is running around with perms and everything. Interesting. I saw that on Instagram. Yeah, he's growing a perm, and then they're going to cut it or something, right? I don't know. I don't care. Okay. That guy's a... Your hatred for Bryce continues. <laughs> what a waste of talent. Uh, final thing about the baseball, about baseball, before we get to the uh, Josh's quick takes on these newspaper articles I pulled. Um, Anthony Rendon wants a contract similar to Altuve, uh, seven to eight years, around the $23.5 million a year range. You sent me something today where some baseball experts say Rendon's the ninth or tenth best third baseman in baseball, which is a joke. However, the sabermetrics heavy shredder on MLB Network had him as the third best behind, I believe it was Arenado and... Bregman. Or Bryant. I can't remember which one. Yeah. I don't know if you can really count Chris Bryant as a third baseman. He's kind of a super utility guy. But... Bregman was getting a lot of, uh, and Jose Ramirez was getting a lot too. Chapman too. So, you think he's worth seven at twenty three and a half? Seven at one sixty, sure. That's what Altuve got. Altuve took a bit of a hometown discount. Wanted to stay in Houston. Maybe six at one thirty would be better for me. I mean, it's the same thing. It's just yeah, six at one thirty five. Yeah, somewhere around there. That uh, should sure. be their priority. We've talked about that. All right. So I got a couple excerpts I want to read you. I'm curious what you think. First one's actually Wizards related. Uh, now that, and we haven't talked about this, John Wall out for the year. Sounds like uh, Bradley Beal is finally able to be himself. So this is the article I have. This is a, uh, starts with an Ariza quote. We're taking steps in the right direction. This is after the loss to the Raptors in double overtime. Did you read this article? Is it from The Athletic? No, Washington Post. Yes, I didn't read it. Obviously, tonight is a tough one. We wanted to win this one. We had opportunities to win this one, but we're getting better every day. We're paying attention. We're playing harder. The loss to Toronto begins an odd week for the Wizards, who must figure out how to sustain their momentum as they travel to London and back to play just one game in a seven-day stretch. So they have won five of their last seven. They've beaten two of the top four teams in the East. Scott Brooks said, I mean, we knew this stretch of games. It's the best teams in basketball. We've got to step up and play together and play hard for one another. My question to you, are they a better team without John Wall? I mean, you know my opinion. I think they are. But after seeing them since he's gone out. I mean, it's the same thing as... They just play better. Mm -hmm. 
they play better defense. That's that's glaring. But now everybody's argument is John Wall was hurt all year, so he wasn't able to do the things that he was doing. Um, the, mean, meanwhile, Bradley Beal's played his best games of the season. Right, and you're talking about Locke and Sato down for a long term, which I like. Yeah. Um, people just are playing. Like, you have people in there that are actually trying. I love Thomas Bryant. I love the fact that he runs the court. I mean, that dude creates so much chaos. You know who else loves him? Breaks. Bradley Beal. Yeah. Fed him the ball, especially in double overtime against Toronto. Yeah. I definitely why not. I agree. I mean, you've got... They're a better team to watch. They're a better team it just in general. It's not a slight on John Wall. I just don't think... It is. I don't like him. Well, you don't. I just think Bradley Beal's the true superstar on this team, and he should be... No? He's not a superstar. Well, for, Was Ray Allen a superstar? For the Wizards, though. What's a, what does that mean? Was Ray Allen a superstar? Um... No, that I mean he's he was a he was a, a just very, a great shooter, a very good role player. I mean I think he was better than a role player, but he he's not a superstar. Bradley Beal isn't a superstar. That Bradley Beal is a assassin with the ball. That yeah. dude can shoot from anywhere. Wait, a triple double against yeah. uh, Toronto. Yeah, that was, was great. What a second of the and year. And he, I think that he gets. It's surprising. Apologies, we got interrupted there for a second, but we were talking about Ray Allen. Bradley Beal being a superstar. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what we're talking about. My pizza just got here. And by pizza, <laughs> I mean my wings, my Cinnabons, and my garlic knots. Forgot what I ordered. It's a great start to the weight loss competition. Told you. A couple more, uh, couple more uh, excerpts I want to read you, and then we'll get to the weight loss competition and get out of here. Uh, this was an article in the Washington Post about the Washington Redskins. Um, it was actually from December 23rd. It was before the final game of the year. But I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Written by Jerry Brewer. And it was before December, the, final, the finale. It was also before the Redskins fired the business side of their, te- their uh, franchise in Brian LaFamina. So it was before the circus came back to town. Over the past four seasons, the Redskins are 31-31-1. They're now 31-32-1. You can't sell progress with those results. However, it is a little easier to get people to buy into the notion that, through injuries and inconsistency in player development, the franchise finally has built a foundation. If Washington isn't definitively a better team right now, it is in a better situation without a doubt. I mean, that's a... (laughs) It's not in a good... I mean... You take out the lock of the... If you take out the Alex Smith situation, sure. Is that article taking that out? I mean, they've done better with drafting. I mean, it has gotten better. I agree with that. But the Alex Smith situation is uh, puts it at kind of like a little bit of a bleak outlook. He continues, Jerry Brewer, the defensive line full of young players the organization drafted is the team's strength. The offensive line has some health concerns and probably needs to add an above-average guard to its mix, but it is a solid unit. Some health concerns. Who is Jerry Brewer, and is he an idiot? (laughs) He's a writer for the Post. He's usually got pretty good in-depth stuff. The team depth is such that the play of the special teams, which had long been a major problem for this franchise, can be considered a strength. There's an understanding now that Washington, despite Gruden's pass-happy track record, will be a physical, run-oriented team that plays aggressive defense. It's a work in progress, but the commitment is there. I mean, I guess my hot take would be how much is Dan Snyder paying him, and is he on the payroll? He's not. He's usually very critical. 
of the Redskins. I found that that's why I found that article to be so interesting because, I mean, yeah, do they have bright spots? I, I would hope so. I mean, if you don't have any bright spots, then you're Vinny, you're in the Vinny Serrato era because they had no bright spots back then except for you're the Baltimore Orioles, right? Right, you're the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, but to say that John Allen and Deron Payne and Matt Ioannidis are going to save this team, it's not. That's just not going to happen. They didn't save him in the second half of this last season where the defense had no significant injuries other than Dunbar. Yeah, it's. I don't get that. I should write for the Post. <laughs> All right, final article. This is from Bob Nightingale in the USA Today. It's I've about heard of him. It's, a, it's about the uh, Phillies' pursuit of Bryce Harper. The Phillies have become the most aggressive team in their pursuit for Bryce Harper while the Nationals' interest appears to be waning. Nationals executives are now calling a reunion with Harper a long shot. The Phillies, who also have interest in signing free agent infielder Manny Machado, have yet to make an official offer to Harper, but are confident they will sign at least one of the two free agent megastars. They were strongly encouraged about their chances of signing Harper after meeting with him, his wife, and agent Scott Boris in Harper's hometown. It was their first face-to-face meeting, which included two slideshow presentations by the Phillies. They are expected to make a formal offer within a week. The White Sox and Nationals have shown strong interest in Harper earlier this winter, but the White Sox have yet to make an offer, and the Nats have not formally engaged with Harper for nearly a month. Uh, that's a smokescreen to me. Somebody's got to leak that information to make it seem like there's a market for him, because there's not. That's what the ringer said. It appears that nobody is interested in Bryce Harper, at least at the terms that he's willing to sign. Right. There's, there, is a, there is a market for Bryce Harper. He is an above-average major leaguer. What did Chris Davis sign for? Didn't he just sign a? Uh, he's just signed not Chris Davis with a K. He signed with a an arbitration number, didn't he, or something like that? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Um, yeah, look it up because I think it's. That, it was like ten million last year, so it's probably between fourteen and eighteen million this year. I just. I know that you don't like Bryce, but isn't it shocking? Isn't it still shocking? I thought somebody would overpay for him this year. Isn't it shocking? No, because 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 you here's know the thing, right? Because you know everything. I do know everything, <laughs> but baseball, in terms of, is run like a business now. And Bryce Harper is not a person; he is statistics. You take your they're making decisions based on stats. Yeah. And I, I can tell you what. And Boris maybe, Boris hates it. Which maybe I love. Maybe people have in, intangibles. Bryce Harper certainly has zero intangibles. In fact, he probably hurts your clubhouse. That would be my biggest concern with him coming back is the fact that he's treated differently, and I guarantee you players hate that. And I think he's a cancer, in club, in, at least for the Nationals clubhouse last year, because nobody was holding him accountable. And you have... Uh, don't, I'm going to get on a rant about that with them in the media giving tr- sitting Trey Turner for not running out of ground ball, but you don't do that to Bryce Harper. That's bullshit, and that sends a terrible message to everybody else. You're absolutely right. I don't disagree with that. And I, I do think it's possible that it'll be addition by subtraction. Oh, absolutely. Uh, $16.5 million. It was arbitrary. The, yeah, highest yeah. salary the A's have ever played someone. Yeah. And they avoided arbitration, actually. It was yep. a, they, they agreed to it. Yeah, the record was Eric Chavez at $12.5 million. Because Rendon just got 18.8. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to, they don't pay people. The A's? Yeah. No, that's why, I mean, I was shocked to see that they were even going to engage Kyler Murray. But I did hear that it was a, it would have been a big marketing coup for the uh, Major League Baseball if they were able to take the Heisman Trophy winner away from the NFL 
and keep him in Major League Baseball. Obviously, that's probably not going to happen, mainly because it's Kyler Murray's passion. Anyway, that's all I had about sports. Did you have anything else you want to talk about before we talk about the weight loss competition? No, I, I hate Bryce Harper and wish nothing but terrible things. Wow. Okay. For him. Bold, bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. So far, it has been. Um, so, 10 years ago, it was about 10 years ago, right? We did a weight loss competition. I think it was, was it a month? Do you remember? I have no idea. We did percentage of body weight lost because Josh and I are two different sizes. <laughs> I'm a little bit bigger than Josh is. We did percentage of body weight lost, and uh, we we're on the honor system because we're both, uh, you know. So we weighed in this morning. We're both honorable people. That's what I meant. Oh, it's that. just weird you didn't finish that. <laughs> <laughs> it got really awkward when you're like, ah, you know. I was going to say we're both competitive, but we're not cheaters is the way I would put it. I don't want to win by cheating. I want to win straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll <laughs> cheat in terms of... I don't consider it cheating. I'll just purge for two days. <laughs> I know. That's what I've been telling everybody. Like I said, hey, I'm joining, doing a weight loss competition. And then he went, wow, really? I said, yeah, I'm really worried because Josh is so psychotic competitively. Yep, I got problems. Yeah. <laughs> He'll starve himself for a month. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you'll lose 60 pounds in a month just by not eating. Correct. Right. I'm not it's like very that. unhealthy. I'm not that maniacal. Uh, so I, got, I never said I didn't have issues. <laughs> I didn't say you did not have issues either. Uh, but anyway, we both weighed in this morning. Uh, it's percentage of body weight loss. Sounds like we're going to do th- we're going to do three, three months. Three months. So let's pull up a calendar. We also got to talk about the financial terms of it because there was a bit of a question. Today's the fourteenth, April twelfth. April twelfth. It is. That's a Friday. Okay. No. Yeah. April twelfth. It is. You heard it here first. Uh, so we'll do. Oh shit! <laughs> Blues just scored on the on the Caps. By the way, making it two to one in the second period. Uh, so it's percentage of body weight lost for every percentage point. We're gonna do. We said twenty initially. Let's do fifty. Let me ask you this: If you lose ten percent and I lose twelve percent, how much do I win? Is it six hundred? Yeah, it's all. So it's it's all or nothing. Yep. I'm not doing this difference for a hundred dollars. Get out of my life. Get out of my life. My life. <laughs> you want to do fifty? Yeah, let's live a little. I want to take money out of your kid's college fund. Damn, that was rough. That was a little bit. All right, fifty it is. Fifty dollars, fifty American dollars uh, per percentage point. I think it's probably realistic. Ten to twelve percent is what we're going to be at. Yeah, I mean, you can pay in Bitcoin if you want. Bitcoin. Okay. I'll, that's how we usually trans, transact is PayPal, so we'll probably do it that way. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, do you want to share your weight, or do you just want to leave it in? Two fifty nine, baby. Two fifty nine. I'm going to say I'm going to preface my weight because I'm heavier than two fifty nine. I'm going to preface my weight with about four months ago. I started working out six days a week. I've gained fourteen pounds in the last four months. I don't know why. I'm assuming it's probably putting on some muscle. Hereditary. I'm dying, maybe. Could be glandular. Could be glandular. But anyway, I weighed in at the heavy, by far the heaviest I've ever been, uh, at 306 pounds. I actually cracked 300 pounds. Awesome. You Uh, didn't crack it. You flew right (laughs) through it. But uh, my clothes don't fit any worse, uh, and my my weights have gone way up when at the gym. So uh, I'm going to uh, claim that it's muscle. 300 pound bench press ain't going to win this bet. No, it's not. It's actually. Uh, no, it's not. Hard work and dedication. 
And not eating, because that's probably what you're going to do. I was thinking about cocaine. <laughs> well, wait a minute. No, no, no. I, all natural. I mean, nothing that would be banned by, like, the United States. Like USADA, United States uh, Drug Administration that handles, like, fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tests yeah. drugs. Out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Cocaine would definitely be a fail. It failed for John Jones, John Bones Jones. Yeah, whatever. All right. Yeah, I just think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I'm doing diet-wise and uh, continue to work out six days a week. Uh, if you Just keep balking up, brother. Now, do you want to... You get three asks, like we did three last asks, time. Three asks, that's right. So you get three asks. I want to know what you weigh right now. Otherwise, it stays a complete mystery. Correct. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you tomorrow morning after you eat that pizza. <laughs> the pizza in the Cinnabon. Well, I didn't drink any water today. So. Oh, so it'll balance out. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to start taking laxatives every day. That's good. Yeah. I'm just going to... That's legal. I'm going to drink Ipecat every day after I... What is that? I don't know. It just makes you throw up. Oh, nice. Hydrogen peroxide. You're going to become bulimic? Yep. Fantastic. I mean, I've got a lot. I've got like 150 pounds. If you win the bet but die, that's a win-win. Worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Worth it. Worth it. Totally worth it. All right. So three asks, $50 a percentage point. Uh, Three months. April 12th is the end date. You're in at 259. I'm in at 306. All right, so 10% for me would be 30.6 pounds. It would be 26 pounds for you, essentially, 25.9. That's a piece of cake. You're so screwed. <laughs> well, I've also got a head start on you. I've been working out for four months. It means absolutely nothing. What do you mean it means absolutely nothing? You're gaining weight. That's what, are you going to stop lifting? No, I can't do that. I've been, and I haven't been I've working worked out? Two... I rode the Peloton tonight. Peloton? They should be a sponsor. We should tell them about the weight loss competition. Sure. They're sponsoring almost every other podcast to listen to. They might as well be ours, too. Really? Yeah, they're a big uh, podcast. They, they don't offer like any discounts on the actual bike, but they offer discounts on accessories. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, did you, oh, my God, now it's three to one. Copley's getting lit up. No? Did I what? I don't know. My food's getting cold. Did you spin? Did I spin what? You're getting Henri. Spin. On the Peloton Oh, bike. yeah, I rode the bike. I don't talk like... A person that rides Pelotons. Why do you own a Peloton then? I don't own it. Karen owns it. Oh, your wife owns it. Okay. All right. We will touch base back in next week when it comes to the weight loss competition. There's going to be a ton of shit talking. That was my 100th ride though. Your 100th? I get a free t-shirt. I do it for t-shirts. Was it your 100th ride? My actual 100th ride. How long have you owned the bike? 10 years? No, we've owned it since uh, last... I'm kidding. November. But Kern's probably at like 200. You've owned it for three months? No, no, no. Last. Oh, a year. Okay, 15 Sorry. months. Okay. Yeah, Lindsay really wants one. I think we might get one. Treat yourself. After I don't you like beat it. Me. It hurts my butt, dude. I don't know if Peloton would hurt. Regular spin bikes hurt my butt. The feeling never goes away. <laughs> it's not something that I can get used to. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It just constantly hurts my tailbone. Spend some time in prison. It's not going to get better. No, that's true. Wider, yes. Better no. <laughs> All right, we're gonna leave you guys with that. Let us know what you think about the, the uh, about the weight loss competition. What all, all twelve people? That all are twelve listening. people that are listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter. It's about time DC one ITS about time DC one. Don't forget we are affiliated with the DMV SportsNetwork.com. That is DMV SportsNetwork.com. They can be found on Twitter at DMV underscore SN. They have a ton of podcasts, a lot of written content about local DC stuff. 
They've got some credentials to local colleges, press passes, etc. So please check them out. They're working hard over there. They're doing great stuff. Anyway, guys, it's been great. Josh, have a good week. May your week be filled with pastries and pizza and lots and lots of food. I mean, it is restaurant week, and I'm going to Myrtle Beach over the weekend. So, And just drink beer after beer after beer. I was thinking McUltras. McUltras? Yeah. Be a man. Put some Yangers in there or something, man. Some what? Yinglings, man. Some Yangers. Right. Because you're from Pittsburgh. <laughs> Not at all. Wouldn't want to be from there either. Anyway. Viocundias. Have a good week, buddy. I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. And bye-bye.